0: welcome to another episode of classic talks where we subscribe to a next play mentality engaging in crucial conversations challenging each other to take our very next step sharing common knowledge to improve commonwealth becoming a clearer version of ourselves so that we can embrace growth we must accept the process so we can appreciate the outcome one conversation at a time I am Dr. Classic. Let's talk about it. Yo, yo, yo. We back at it again. Classic Talks podcast. I am Dr. Classic, and you know I am in here with the financial champion, Mr. Jerry McFarlane. What's happening, Jerry?
1: Hey, Dr. Classics, What's going on? Chilling man. I'm
0: having a good day, as you can tell. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. I'm always having a good day, though,
0: so. Oh, it you look a- nice, though. I like that, uh... One of them custom suits look like it
1: fits you well. Oh, well, thanks. You know, I do what I can when I can.
0: I know. I know about the stitching in the sleeve. Like you you put a player up on game to get they they act together.
1: <laughs>
0: I taught you everything you know about getting dressed.
1: It's part of the territory. Part of the territory.
0: Man, I wanted to have a good conversation today. Check Like a check-in on the climate. I don't know what you've been thinking about. I know you're always thinking money. Mr. Financial Champion. But I, but outside of that, too, like, what else is going on in the world that's worth even having a conversation right now? When we think about next play mentality, when we think about uh, making plays, um, I feel like we are often in that mindset and kind of checking on each other, like, hey, what's, what's happening with this? And remember you spoke about that. How are we going to get to it? What is worth the conversation right now? What do we need to be focused on?
1: Um, I don't think we need to stray too far from what we always talk about, about us making a play. But uh, there are a lot of variables going on right now. You know, with the elections, we finally, I think we have a winner and everything with that. So we're going to see how that plays out. But I don't want people to let that stifle them from growth by saying, okay, well, this is what's going on, or this is going to work for us or anything. You can't keep relying on that. We need to change our mentality around that.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, I, so, you know, just us have just hitting the ground hard early on in life, like, I'm not a huge risk taker, right? I, I hadn't been historically a huge risk taker, but I'm kind of leaning more into the fact that it, if you haven't learned anything this year, it's, it kind of is what it is. Like, you're not sure if you get getting the truth half the time. You're not sure if you really got the whole story most of the times. Like, you got to kind of put it together. So risk have been something I had to take this year or, or I'd be behind. Um, when we think about risk, especially with, with just, I don't know if you noticed, they put a headline up that the Dow was like up 1,500 points on the morning after Biden won. Like, is that relief in people? Like, are people thinking, like, we're going to get some set of normalcy? I will say this. When he gave his, uh a, a, like, address to the nation after they kind of mm-hmm. got him and projected him at 270 and whatever it is, it sounded like a regular president address. Like, it wasn't no, – nobody got talked about. Nobody got left out. Like, it wasn't no command to trump down – anything, like just saying, I'm going to be here with you. Like, it's it's everybody. We need to move forward from this. We need to heal. That's the message I got. Like, it, it felt normal. I wonder if people felt like, okay, we're going to get back to some normalcy with this.
1: Um, I think it was a relief for a lot of people, but I also believe that um, them seeing the markets not falter and not have the volatility that has happened and- in historic elections, gave a lot of people a a sense of calm because we're we're waiting to see which way fiscal or monetary policy is going to go based on Republican or Democrat. And the market was doing well before and the markets just kept kept balling. You know what I'm saying? This has kept going and going and going. So I think that relieved a lot of people from that standpoint. And then you have a lot of people that felt that, hey, look, um, like you said, this is new beginnings. You know, whatever that may be, it's just a, a, a new... Starting point. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm hopeful too.
0: Um, I was gonna say one thing that did calm me, and I was trying to pay attention to. I'm trying to learn stocks, honestly, but just trying to pay attention to what what it means to like invest your money, sit on the other side. One thing that did calm me is that I know Biden, like he plays the ball. Like I feel, even hearing it from some of the Republicans who worked for him when he worked with uh, President Obama he's willing to reach out to the other side and, and hear conversation. We talked a little bit about, well, me personally, I don't feel like the part, I think the parties are what, what tear us apart in the in the very beginning. Like I think mm-hmm. it will come down to a vote, but we should put a, 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 a listing of people up there. I'm not saying 15, but maybe you know five substantial candidates that make it out of whatever preliminaries look like and they don't represent a, a ticket, a party or anything. They just represent presidency and I wanna lead a nation like, it almost feels like if a Republican candidate wins, all the Democrats lost. If a, if a Democrat um, mm-hmm. candidate wins, all the Republicans lost. Like, there is no work or, or forward progress in that. I'm just hoping that when they get to these tables, man, y'all, we, had a, we had four years of chaos. Like, how many more years do you guys want to argue and not get anything done? like trump had a boss when he was in there obviously and everything mm-hmm. he tried to push across the table was just four years of chaos man i just hopefully they can get in there and talk and, and show like american people model how we should really truly act because one thing is for certain this pandemic is not under control texas just got up to a million cases um it's burning hot out in the east like it's one of those things where I, i'm a little nervous like to any kind of engage thanksgiving is coming up you know everybody what you do for thanksgiving what everybody do for Thanksgiving. You go find all your thank your loved ones and thank them for still being here to to be here. And that's a whole lot of COVID passing, man.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, we do need to get a grip on that. Um without going too deep in the weeds, you can dissect that several different ways. Um, I just think that we all need to be safe and we need to find another way to conduct business, to make a living for ourselves, to provide for our families, that won't involve necessarily face-to-face. Uh, I know a lot of um, corporate entities and organizations and us, we've implemented uh, Google Teams and, and Zoom meetings and things like that to do things virtually. Maybe that's the new norm. You know, if, if you can think of an idea that comes out of this where we're, you know, we can be, get very uh, proficient at doing what we're doing virtually, who knows, the sky's the limit. You're saving a lot of time on top of that. Um, You're in the comfort of your own home uh, with your family. So this might be the beginning of a new era you, you said it best,
0: man. I, you, honestly, I like conducting business like this. Like this has been our norm. We're, we're in two totally different parts, regions of the nation right now. And we're able to have just a regular face-to-face conversation. I can, can, I can conduct more business this way than I could, uh, driving over to something, meeting somebody at a coffee shop, flying out to, to connect with a couple of people. Like this has been able to like, I get a full schedule, I can, get this recording in here. I can go over and have a, a coaching client here. I can meet somebody and we can go through a presentation and, and talk about uh, the, the larger meeting after this. Like it's some, it's some good business being conducted through this new platform. I'm hoping people lean in. You say it best. It's going to be a new wave of millionaires that come out of this. Mm-hmm. They have to because people thought innovatively, not that they created something completely new because Zoom has always been here. WebEx has always been here. Like all this stuff, it, it exists already. Right. You name it. But people have found out how to make it, how to level it up, how to make it that much more user friendly, how to make it be able to conduct business, save money, make money, grow money. You know, what I mean, like it's, mm-hmm. it's starting. It's, that's innovation to me is trying to figure out how to make it that much easier for somebody to pick up and make their road or their journey that much easier. That's that's business to me.
1: Oh, absolutely. And we live in a we live in a, a tech world. I mean, everything's tech from from our cars you know computers our cell phones are computers they're in our hand we have a computer in our hand at all time yeah. so why not learn how to dominate this market and, and just make our business grow make our presence grow um, you got a lot of people that's having a uh, virtual uh, family reunions you name it you know so the holidays are coming up it's going to be unprecedented you're going to have people you know 20 30 people on one screen uh, saying the Lord's prayer or blessing the food around the table and everybody's in their respective home you know so it's definitely a different time right now
0: yeah I'm with you um, that's exactly and what's so funny is my family has done a like FaceTime type of or the Zoom type of Christmas every time every year Thanksgiving so we can do secret send exchange because we got people on the west coast people in the midwest so this year it'll just be now that i you know got all this equipment i'll be able to i'll be able to cast us the whole house like we'll be able to kind of get it in this year so i'm ex- i'm excited about what could what can come out of 2020 there has mm-hmm. been so much negative stuff we've gotten this year and i mean you count it from people that we've lost this year that's just been awkward out of place just didn- doesn't doesn't you know, understand it all the way to like what's going on with our nation and lives really truly matter so I'm excited to one get out of 2020 but two um, I for one have taken so much out of this year I've had so many so much growth it's been some good failures this year like stuff that mm-hmm. I'm like I had to lose that in order to get mm-hmm. to this next level um, I had to do this in order to make this play so I, I don't know how to be you know it's bittersweet I I, I am pumped there are going to be a lot of stories I start with you know remember in 2020 Remember when the pandemic was doing a what, wop, wop. Like this right. <laughs> this is what the conversation gonna look like for me. So I I am I'm, I'm one with you that we gotta learn how to take this and make it a bigger thing.
1: Yep, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, it's just it's it's been a weird year. Uh, it took a while to get up and running. I think a lot of people didn't know what to do. It was a lot of fear driving everything. And then now it's set in, you know, it's became somewhat of a norm and we're learning how to navigate. So let's see what happens. Yeah, and, and I, I do think it's gonna lead to a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of business failure, uh, especially small um, you know, and closely held businesses or your mom and pop shops. Those things might not make it through this. A lot of the service industry won't bounce back through this, which is uh, contributing to the unemployment rate, but this is a perfect opportunity to hone your skills, right? When everything else is shut down, you had nothing but time on your hand to get better or to learn something, right, so if you didn't take advantage of that, that's shame on you, I can't feel bad for you, or feel sorry for you, or, or anything, it's just you were undisciplined.
0: Yeah, I, and we, man, we, you and I have this talk, and this wonder, and I, and I get out, and I talk to a good amount of people in the spaces that I can, you know, get into, um, but I wonder if people really did take a good moment to like reflect and, and compound on this year. Like I talked in another session, uh Classic Talks Fridays, we had a conversation uh, about what what it meant to reflect and like slow down and, and say to yourself, like, you know, what do I like about myself? What what do I want to grow about myself? What do I want to change about myself? How can I get better? Mm-hmm. You know, that that 1% of the day you talk about, or how do I win the day? And after a while, you kind of get, like, excited about that process. Like, that kind of, like, self-starts you into thinking, like, okay, now that I did that, what can I do? Like, what can be done? Like, it's almost like that evolutionary growth. I'm wondering what people really did do with this time. I, I am hopeful that people are trying to figure out how to make this this space a better space, whatever space they're, they're consuming at the time.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and it's been, I think it's been in the forefront of everybody's mind. It's just about the actual condition that people are in, right? Whether it's mental health, uh, physical health, financial health, uh, people are hurting. And we need to, to put that to the forefront of our mind and make a difference. Um, and I know we touched on this before, but if you look at the, the disparities that's out there, like it's never been more evident than right now. You know, with everything that's been going on, the leadership we've been under and everything and so much uh, hate has been incited and, and people are realizing that, hey, I'm not where I need to be. You know, my counterparts are doing X, Y, Z, you know, and it's not based on credential or, or or anything like that. It's it's just a whole system that actually needs to be um, reworked and redone, you know, so that we there is an even playing field on everything. Why, why not?
0: Let's jump into that. We were going to talk a little bit about disparities. Um, let's talk through one. Let's talk through what it means. Give me, give me one. You you always, you always on top of uh, well
1: I'm going to start in my industry. Okay. We know the wealth gap is like this, yeah. you know, between Caucasians and black and brown folk. Yeah. Okay. How did that happen? Okay. We can go back to to the or, the origin of it, which is, Uh, systems that have been put in place and us not having access to different things and resources and vehicles to grow wealth. And we can extrapolate that to where we are right now. Very simply put from a 30,000 foot view, right? And and that, that shows us exactly what's going on. And we are seeing that as we start to mature and get older and build our lives. We're seeing that, hey, look, we didn't have the same start as our counterparts, right? They're not necessarily doing any better than us at in our respective fields, but there are leaps and bounds ahead of us in terms of assets, in terms of uh, 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 real estate, in terms of things that really count for growing wealth. Think about that.
0: And you make a good point. So, and I, and this is always crazy to me because we never put things into like a fair perspective. Like I've heard so many conversations across the news and, and one good argument is like, you know, people have that like look of well, it didn't happen to you. you, you know, you weren't a slave and, you know, we, you can't hold on to that kind, that kind of mentality, like dismiss it. But if we look at it and I, and we think about it, we 400 years, right? We come up on shores 400 years ago. So that could be considered a long time. I'll give you that. 1968, 52 years ago, we got fair housing. Mm-hmm. Fifty-two years ago, like that's oh, man, that's yeah. not that's not even some people that's people mamas. There are people like that's my mom, my mama. So my mom, at the time when she was growing up, didn't even have a fair housing act. So that's one generation removed. That's not a long right. time to consider uh, what we're still not suffering from. Like there are components that have kept us from authentically building wealth and legacy for our family like it we couldn't couldn't get into certain places redlining kept us so far down the food chain that you know nobody wants to move down there nobody wants to buy down there like we're never going to earn or eat like you don't want to buy your your house in a place where you don't feel comfortable laying your head but you can't go across a certain line because you know got on the right collar and I'm and I'm weirded out about that, but we have to be very intentional to say that that happened 52 years ago. Even though the law was written into place, it takes more than a generation to change hearts. (laughs) Think about what we're dealing with.
1: Think think about this. Wealth inequality has not improved in the past 50 years, Ken It
0: has not. It's the same. And you go back
1: to 1963, the average wealth of white household was 121000 higher than the average wealth of non-white families. In 2016, the average was 919,000 or 700,000 higher than the average wealth in black households at 140,000. That's a problem.
0: Super problem, super problem.
1: And and like we were talking about, but it, it goes back to Fair Housing Acts and things that happened prior to that Our our grandparents, our our grandparents, parents, et cetera, not being given an equal slate to pass anything down to create wealth. Because the bottom line is, if if you're not in business, have a business entity, you're not passing on land or real estate, um, uh, uh, life insurance benefits, uh, stocks and things like that, you're not creating any wealth, not at all. And we could not participate in that forever, (laughs) you know, because we didn't have access to that. For one, and for two, those, did have, those that did have the means and could and wanted to do that, they couldn't because of redlining, because of, uh, of insurance companies not selling people uh, policies and things like that to, to help transfer wealth. We couldn't have any of those vehicles. So we're always starting from, from, you know, from day one. And, and I like to use the analogy, it's, it's like, imagine us running a race, four times around a track is a mile, right? We're all running a mile and our counterparts are starting at lap three, we're starting at lap one, but we're both running the same speed. You know, that's kind of what it feels like today. It's like, okay, yeah, we got the same jobs, we got the same credentials, we got the same education and degrees, but we don't have uh, mommy's or, or granddad's uh, lake house cabin to fall back on. We don't have uh, the benefits of life insurance proceeds. We don't have any of that. You get what I'm saying? How, how are we ever gonna catch up?
0: And, and that's that's the fight right there. We they got a 400-year leg up on me. Nice. <laughs> now, now the time is like, oh, 400 years of you owning all the land. One, illegally immigrating to this land and taking it over to be yours. And we had to wait 400 years just to get a piece of paper to say we could, even though you created more rules yeah. on top of that paper to say, you know, we good on that. We, we hear you mm-hmm. out we wrote it in, but we're not going to let you move into this area and then we'll block bus. People knocking on other people door. Hey, they selling to a brown family down the street. Let me know if you want to sell your house because we out of here now. So now we got enough people saying no, you know, you don't, don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll
0: stay in our own space and keep that out the way. It's, it's, it's unfortunate and I am I'm hopeful that people have taken the time to consider the environment. There's been so much Black Lives Matters campaigning mm-hmm. Um, look into what it means. I look into some of these organizations. What are the causes that they 're fighting for when we think like the you know police brutality. We need to really consider how we are structuring what happens with our law enforcement. They have taken over the privilege of America like you The same way we have this American housing privilege, it's the same thing to me with police. Like, they don't want to be embarrassed. You know, they don't want to be showed up. And it's not all of them. We all have friends. I have several uh, friends that are on law enforcement. I have a new buddy that just went into law enforcement, brand new, within the last, you know, 30 days. So, you know, Mm -hmm. hearts out to the people that are really, you know, serving, protecting. But when we look at the good old boy system, we have to break that system completely down. We have to look at new policies, new structures, where we are looking that as humans like we have to be considered humans we have to look at the kind of content that we're able to feed over to our our children um even from our community what are we saying about our black women we're having such a struggle with black women i'm so excited that harris got into office i'm so excited that she's on the ticket uh and i honestly feel like i voted for her more than anybody in the election i was voting for her um and and i'm happy that she's gonna arrive there because it is it's something to see i don't know how you felt about it but it was overwhelming to see her get on the stage and kind of give her a dressing like man she got there just for you know how many hearts and minds it's going to change in mm-hmm. women or what she's able to accomplish with just being able to to make it to that seat. So I'm hopeful that there should be, that that can be a shift here. Um, Rick Ross did it best, if you want to be honest. I, I'm glad Trump became president. We had to destroy it before we build again. We can't mm. go off the same foundation. The foundation is broken.
1: broken. And you know what, you know how I feel about politics, which is another conversation, but what that means for me to see Kamala is that for everybody that has black and brown daughters or grandchildren, they get something to see and believe in, you know, because seeing is believing, you know, and if you see it, you can be, it's my whole thing, right? So they're looking like, wow, this lady is here. You know, basically uh, the highest office in the United States of America outside of the president, you know, so that's really good for for our motivation. That's really good for um, being symbolic. And, and I think that that will have some some lasting effects long term for for a lot of us so that that's good
0: really i for me man like she's a she's a black woman at the end of the day and and I know as a woman what you have to go through like there are so many double inch swords when it comes to being a woman so mm. when i say i agree, the most unprotected class of people in America, probably the world, and when you look at it, it's more or less like we already have now take a black woman for that. She's already behind the black label, right? You're already in the African-American community. Then you're a woman. So you're not going to get paid as much as even your black brothers. You're not going Because you're not a man. Then you have to kind of keep it together because you can't be that woman. Like you can't be the one that's emotional. You can't like you have so many pieces to play when you got, I work with a lot of emotional men. That's all they are is emotional. And everything is power. Everything is power, and, and, and all the time. But I can't come in with that same swing. I I don't care how I look at it. And when we kind of know that, so we have to play a different game. So we we're playing one already, just because you know you're black. Then you play another game on this side, just because you gotta watch that emotional swing and toggle. And then for the women that's out here, like. I got to have a family. I got to have a career. I got to make sure I'm I'm on my A's and B's and, and Q's because any moment somebody put an article out about her that she was, she had a cigarette. Like, man, did mm-hmm. everything under the sun you want to put out. She, she had a drink. Two drinks at the... Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't make it so much about history. We we need to undo some of what we have been taught and conditioned and programmed with history. It hasn't been the full story and now we're seeing what it means on the other end to have a broken, broken leadership and country right now.
1: You know, and I think it's going to take a while for us to get back where we need to be. Um, we got to go through a lot of stuff on every single level. I'm not sure if 2021 is going to be uh, a good year for turnaround because I think that there's, it's going to incite a lot of, of hate and people aren't going to be able to let go of what was. Yeah. Uh, to it'll be hard and to take over huh? yeah. And then you have, a, you have a lot of people that's, that's not ready for that. You know, you have a lot of people that say, Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with anything that's been going on in our country since its inception. Let's keep it that way. And they're fighting hard to keep it that way.
0: Yeah. So let's be clear. This vote was too close to me. Don't get me wrong. Biden had record setting numbers I can't remember the amount but um about millions more than even than even Obama brought through the door. So this was one of those record breaking turnouts for votes and I, and I'm so glad they were able to get the mail in ballots uh counted and accepted. My my biggest piece is how many people came out to vote for Trump. Where are these people are not just out in the open though. You'll get a few of the mm-hmm. you know the the folks that are going to come out with their flags and their Trump hats. Mm -hmm. and But look at how many people voted for Trump. I put up a post like, we still have kids in cages. You have misused our military. You have not controlled a world pandemic. You Mm -hmm. knew about a virus more than enough time to kind of get some kind of control over it. Like, you have been one of the most deceitful... Where do you get these votes from? Why are people still okay with being like, I mean... (laughs) I'm cool with another term. Are you? Like, just as a human, I don't care about you being white. I don't care about you being rich. I don't care about you. Just as a human, you can. You are okay with... And mm-hmm. then our, our our black and brown community of voters, like, he has women. I mean, he he has a spread of people that are truly voting for him. What, what bubble of space are you guys living in? To your point, they don't... The chaos doesn't harm them and the... What is it? The casualties don't alarm them. They're okay with it. So mm-hmm. i like to know those people up front,
1: though. I don't know where we're going from here, but it'll definitely be interesting to see. Um, the only thing that I, I do know is I don't think that this election is fully over. And what I mean by that is uh, the president hasn't succeeded yet, um, and I, I, I don't trust it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen
0: I knew for sure Trump wasn't going to concede in this vote. It, it didn't. Uh, it didn't fit his already, <laughs> already tirade. For he couldn't even say publicly that he likes. You know, I'm not a good. I'm not a good loser type of thing. Whatever that mm-hmm. means. Right? So I, I didn't think that it was going to be something he's going to call in and just really give up he's doing a Trump out. He is going to use all of the taxpayers money to have litigations running rampant and wild. He's going to waste the taxpayer dollars and taxpayers time with a recount. Georgia already claimed that they would, you know, recount the ballots I heard uh, recently this morning, but Georgia hasn't even been decided on. So he, it's still gonna be 270, even if Georgia flipped or turned. It's 270. You know what I mean? Like, just a waste of time in my eyes. But how, however, it's gonna do or go. I I believe that on January 20th, Biden is gonna be able to take the seat. Now, however, they got to remove him, pull him out, military drag him out. But at that time, when Biden takes control, they need to be following orders, and then that'll send a huge message if anything goes opposite of that. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Maybe Putin can give him a call, tell him to go ahead and. <laughs> Right. All right, all right. Um anything that we have and, and, and thank you for the conversation, man. I always enjoy um the Classic Talks podcast because we can really have this this open black and white conversation where we can talk about things on any side of the house. So um, I'm hopeful that, you know, to your point that people take in a calm uh, understanding and notion about how to proceed forward, step back, take a strategy plan, regardless of Biden taking a seat or Trump taking a seat, um, you have to make plays. You have to be the one that that puts your ducks in a row and figure out what's going to be your game plan, visioning, goal setting, strategic planning, getting something out and moving and, and being effective with that time so you can create something valuable. Uh, anything for our listeners, uh, anything that you want to give out as far as um, just go to the group? Oh
1: my God. Just stay, stay with your foot on the gas. I mean, whatever you're doing, keep doing it and, and and go hard at it. I mean, we always talk about making the next play and having a certain mindset and mentality. Everything else, even with these politics, it's all noise at the end of the day. I mean, because it, it, it to, to be perfectly honest, it really doesn't matter too much. I mean, not for the majority of us at the level that we're at. It doesn't matter. It, you know, okay, some policies are going to help take care of the People that aren't willing and able um, and, and can't do a little better than others. Some some policies are going to help people that are in business from tax incentives and breaks a little better than others, etc. But if you're not for sure in one of those arenas, I mean, it's it's just business as usual. Things are going to go on. Um, one thing I will think that it will do it will put a different it'll put a different uh, vibe in the air, right? So we're not going to have so much. Uh, just anger and animosity that's out there i think that's that's basically endorsed currently i yeah. think things are going to calm down and people are just going to get back to how things used to be uh you know 5 years ago you know 6 years ago so but we'll see what happens
0: yeah we'll see what happens i am uh, hopeful that whoever is hearing this this message get involved in the conversation is it's good to have conversations like this one, with, with whoever you can have them with, anybody who is uh, willing to just be open to what the talk could lead to. I do believe that even though um, we are in a particular place, a place that I don't think any of us have really ever seen the likes of what this pandemic has done in general or what this leadership or politic run has done in general, um, we are in a place where where we can, we can decide what we do next. We are in control of our responses fully, 100%, and I'm willing to Uh, make plays to to figure out what it is I need to do and and to get there so we're looking for anybody who is willing to see you know your own thought process through your mentality Mm -hmm. has to be that you can get it that you can get it done and that we can win together so um, until next time this is Classic Talks uh, Classic Talks podcast Uh, I am Dr. Classic I'm with Jared McFarland the financial champion like always let's talk about it
1: (laughs) <laughs> 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 what?